0: Hey, y'all. Having a disaster podcast, Brett and I find it really important to talk about some disaster relief that is much needed for Australia. If you visit the description or PDS podcast on Twitter or Instagram, our bio links will lead you to some ways to help. Thank you for taking a moment to listen. And we're thinking about all of our friends in Australia now.
1: I don't know. Duck and cover, bitches.
0: that was normal. <laughs> that was no. normal actually. No.
1: That <laughs> was 100% normal.
0: <laughs> yes, that is how you start a podcast. I'm sure y'all missed us from last year. We had an impromptu winter break of our own of our Yay. break of the podcast. Yay. Yeah. Brett and I get a little too ambitious and think we can do a lot more than we actually can. And then we realize people are coming over and we realize, you know, we probably should clean our house before people come over and then we realize, oh, I still need to finish crafting those gifts I've been making for my family. And then we realize there's only 24 hours in a day as much as I pretend like there's more. Oh God, I wish I had more time in a day. I really do. me too. So unfortunately- as you all noticed, we did tweet. I didn't put on all the social media because I was so busy I couldn't even put on all the social media. But we were able mead. to record. Yeah, yeah. that mead. Um, so we're sorry if you were looking forward to that, but yeah, we need sorry. breaks
1: too. Sorry, guys. We need a we need a break too.
0: And we're also so new at this that like we didn't. We'll have oh over time more that we do this and over time ooh, we'll have sorry. a better idea of what we can and can't do and time and more backups and setup. but
1: correct. We've
0: been doing this for like two and a half months now, two months, yeah. two months. So has it been two months? It has, isn't it? It's been since October. Okay. I know that. I
1: feel like it was sooner than that, but maybe I'm crazy. No, I guess you're right. Cause
0: we have 10 episodes currently up and the first three went out at the same time. And then we have a bonus. So it's True. been eight weeks. It's like a baby. About <laughs> that. Yes. We've we, so, have yeah.
1: our, we have our baby bump now. Yeah. Almost. You can almost see it. Almost see our baby bump. I definitely have the cravings.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I have the cravings. I'll take there. That. I'll take that one.
0: That's the holiday Yay.
1: season. It is a holiday so, season.
0: If you are new to this cast, I guess we didn't really need to apologize because you really don't care. But also, we, you know us. <laughs> yeah, well, if you're new, you don't know us. But oh, oh, sorry, yeah, the yeah. other way around. Strike <laughs> that. Reverse um, it. <laughs> flip it. Something in the. Duh, duh. Sorry, I was going to do Miss Yellen. I can't do it. Um, or you
1: could do what was it? Smack it up. Flip it. Rub it down. Oh no!
0: <laughs> I don't know if I know that. I probably. What? Oh yes, I do. I Guess do. I do. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. So if you're new, welcome. We Hi. are particularly dangerous situation Turn PDS favorite podcasts. yes PDS we babes. are a podcast that talk about particularly dangerous situations
1: <laughs> you know it's <what's> really <laughs> funny i just thought about that that could actually be a lot of different things
0: <laughs> <laughs> i know well that's why then this is when we go oh. so some particularly dangerous situations are natural disasters but we also added mad disasters.
1: oh also true. yes yes
0: Particularly dangerous situation is a technical term used by those weather folks uh, that we decided to name our podcast with.
1: After, because of, yes. General direction of
0: words Words are barely working. Words are hard. (laughs) There is nothing like having what you think is an annoying voice with a speech impediment and the inability to put together a sentence and think. Wow, I should have a podcast.
1: I mean, I thought it was a good idea. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think I thought so, too. Brilliant. I should have got me a mimosa. Now I'm jealous. I'm seeing you oh, drinking. I'm like so damn. sorry. I could share my wine through the microphone. <laughs> I mean, glug, I can go downstairs glug. to get a mimosa, but I, I'll wait till we have a break. Oh, oh I was going to say we're really excited because Brett got an amazing Christmas present that I knew was coming because her husband texted me about it.
1: I got my mic, kids.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh wow, that sounds so nice. Did it? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm yeah. jelly now because Brett has a very nice mic. It's a nice mic. Oh. It's a Yeti nano, so it's a nice USB mic. And I oh, still have you. I mean I have my Yeti snowball. It's not bad. But it's still
1: a Yeti. I'm into it. It's
0: still. Yeah. I like mine. It sounds good. I got it for cheap, so I'm down cheap. with that.
1: Yeah. I'm i uh, I'm pretty stoked. I haven't put the arm up because I'm going to need to ask my husband how he wants it because I am recording in the office and I don't want it to like get in his way. Cause he's going to be doing some freelancing at some point here soon when season ends. Mm. So, yeah. I want to make sure that it's like, you know, roomy and what have you. So. so, um, and I think at some point I'll also be setting up like the Thing either behind the chair or in front of the computer here, where I have the sound wall, so it sounds a little bit more clear and like quiet instead of like, oh my god, you're in an apartment and I can hear people arguing outside and the restaurant downstairs and you know, you shit mean, like that.
0: <laughs> kind of like how I have, uh, I'm in my closet corner where exactly. I just hang dresses more so around.
1: Yes, I mean I could, I could go back into the closet, but I'm kind of like, eh, I kind of like it here, so. Yeah. I'm going to stick with here.
0: It's just going to sound even better. We're going to get better and better. Even better.
1: Yeah, I'm super stoked that I got the mic, and um, I'm really excited um, for today's episode because
0: (sighs) I didn't have to prep shit. (laughs) That is correct. Woo! I love it. Because of that, we might even name the episode after Michelle of the cornfield meat yes we have thank to you give michelle. a huge thank you michelle so this, I'm
1: giving you a virtual yes, hug
0: yes this episode is dedicated to her um, you've heard me mention michelle before in some of my in at least one other episode if not other ones because michelle we have created a disaster centric a disaster podcast centric slack channel yeah, where yep. us and some other amazing disaster podcasters Slack, I guess. I don't know. We just sit on there and talk. And- <laughs> Pod slackers. <laughs> yeah, we help each other research. I helped one uh, podcaster with some conversions because I love my math and I really enjoyed it mm, um, give for my conversions. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, feedback, and they're an amazing group. And so Michelle was like, "Hey, because uh, Cornfield Meat, they do transportation, so it's a lot of it is generally trains and airplanes, and I believe they do vehicles as well. Mm. My favorite ones are the airplane ones." Um, And yeah, and she had older research from uh, before because she was not going to just do transportation. And she's like, I'm not going to use these. You want them? And me and Brett were like, Um, yes, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. So we're so excited because uh, we didn't have to do the research for this. I quickly read through mine just so I wouldn't stumble over it too much, but I didn't really pay too much attention, so it should be interesting with some of the facts.
1: I didn't read any of it, but here's, here's the thing, folks. I don't want you to think that we don't like to do research. We do. We honestly do. And usually it's because we're fascinated with a particular subject. I mean, one of the things that I plan on doing, spoiler alert, is going to be the Dust Bowl of the 30s. Because that I watched that entire Ken Burns documentary on the Dust Bowl, and I was... Mm-hmm fascinated. So then I went down a wormhole of like research on my own. So I actually know a lot about it in general. Love um, it. so yeah, we, we do have times where we do, we, we like to do the research, I think at this stage, because we're so harried with the holidays and like work, and we were both sick, and like yep. all of this stuff going on. We're kind of like, you know what? Can somebody just do the research for us, just for a little bit? You know what I mean? It just kind of takes the the burden off just a little bit. So it's oh yeah, Michelle. We are ever so grateful for you uh, giving us this awesome information, and we're super excited to share it with our listeners.
0: Yeah, and yeah, and we're going to give and you I some think mad props. And I want to say like this did kind of fall in her lap that she's like, you want these. And I really do suggest if you enjoy our podcast, I think you'd really enjoy her podcast as well. She does some with her husband and some with another co-host friend and it's really, really good information. She's great at research um, awesome. and great at getting information together. And awesome. I mean, she's just a sweetheart in general, too. So if you just want to support good people, <laughs> that's another way <laughs> by listening, you know, good people by listening and rating the podcast. To. Yeah, definitely yep. giving them a rate and um, some Michelle. love over there would be great. So yeah. like I said, this episode is dedicated to Michelle that I might get edited it
1: out. That, like this is dedicated to the one I love. <laughs> <a whole song. laughs>
0: oh my gosh. Shall we do things? Yeah. Who wants to go first?
1: I'm going to rock paper scissors.
0: Yeah. I was thinking that I was like, should we rock <laughs> paper scissors? Okay. Ready? I'm
1: a mind reader. Okay. Is it one, two and then on three or one, two, three and
0: one, two, three, shoot. So, and
1: okay. okay. One, one, two, two
0: three, shoot. Three, shoot. Oh, that go. was hard. <laughs> I had so the same thing. Me too. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Right. One, Four, two, two, three, three go. Two. <laughs> oh, you win. I win. It I was, go it's so like delayed too. I know. Uh, you get to choose. So you want to go first? I get to choose. Oh, or you could just uh, go first. We could say I'll go first. On.
1: I'll go first. Okay. So thank you to Michelle for doing all this amazing research. Mm-hmm. Um, I am revisiting uh, the... Reason we named our podcast uh, why we did is because Particularly Dangerous Situation was actually one that uh, was um, noted uh, during the tornado outbreak of 2011. Yeah. Um, So we are going to be going over the Joplin tornado. That was the biggie of all of those. I think, what was it? 200 and some odd tornadoes. Oh
0: God. Was it 200, 300? It was so many. It was
1: really high. I feel like it was like two, 283 is the number that's jumping out at me, but I don't remember if that was it. That sounds about right. Definitely very high within a 24 to 48 hour period. Just crazy. So, um, so what I'm going to do is I'm basically going to kind of just, um, barrel through this, uh, using the data, um, that she has given us. Um, so right here we have it was formed on f- at 5 34 p.m. on May 22nd, 2011. Ladies and gentlemen, that's my birthday. Woo! Yeah, right. Uh it was a 38-minute long tornado. It dissipated Jeez. at 6 12 p.m. Uh the max rating that it received was an EF5, which is the highest rating. Um mm-hmm. and also, that's ladies the... and gents, given oh, go, yeah, go ahead.
0: I was gonna say that's the no porch rating. Mm -hmm. you you no longer have a porch rating correct correct and also (laughs) um ef5
1: in case you people don't know that's a vegeta scale um that was developed um quite quite a while ago um i don't know that any changes have been made but given um global warming i feel like there's going to be some higher ones coming uh -hmm. highest winds were over 200 miles per hour The damage that was created in this, and it is the costliest tornado to date in U.S. history, was $2.8 billion, billion, um, 2011 dollars Uh, And dollars today, that would be $3.12 billion. Um, 158 direct fatalities, three of those were indirect, and 1,150 injuries. So a huge amount of people were impacted because of this storm. The areas affected were Jasper County, Newton County, Uh, Missouri, mostly the city of Joplin, which is, um, again, part Mm -hmm. of a larger outbreak. Um, One of the most distracting and disturbing things about working with weather in local areas, as they say, blah, 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 county or blah, blah, parish. And I think I mentioned this before, but it's like,
0: and they try to tell
1: me what county we're in. I'm like, I don't know where I am. I don't know what that means to me. I don't know what that means. So she has the great part about Michelle is that she has this really cool thing, which I think at some point, once we start doing this a little bit more regularly and our research gets a little bit more honed in that we could kind of develop scripts and that we could use relevant terms, which, which is what she has in here. So she talks about what a wall cloud is, um, mm-hmm. what a rope tornado is. It's a rope-shaped tornado, similar appearance to a snake, um, a multi-vortex tornado that has two or three more sub-vortices that circle the center of a large tornado. That's the one I have nightmares about constantly. I know that means something. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're dream workers, please reach out and let me know what the hell that means. They have scales of Vegeta scale or a Vegeta-Pearson scale. Uh, rating tornado scale um, uh, scale for rating tornado intensity. And of course the mm-hmm. EF scale is the enhanced Fujita scale. Um, that's what we use here in the U S so, um, and it's based on wind speeds and in damage. Okay. So facts on the city of Joplin, it was named after Reverend Harris G Joplin who founded the region's first Methodist congregation in the mid 19th century. Uh, mm-hmm. Joplin is situated along two major highways in the Southwestern corner of Missouri. Again, Uh, Just a quick note. I know a lot of people think that highways are great for tornadoes because they can just grab the girders underneath in overpass. That is not ideal. It's kind of last resort. So if you have to, and there's literally nowhere else to go, then yes, do that. But ideally you do not want to hide under those girders. Uh, mm-hmm. Joplin was once a backdrop for arguably the most notorious U.S. criminal gang, the Bonnie Parker and Clyde Barrow.
0: Ooh, <gasps> Bonnie and Clyde.
1: Yes. They robbed their way through Joplin for a few weeks in the mid-1930s before hat-tailing it out of town, but leaving behind items in their hideout that included a camera with the iconic image of Parker holding a gun at her hip and a cigar in her mouth. Everybody knows that picture.
0: Oh, yes. so great! I didn't know that.
1: One hot mama. mm Okay. Their motto is proud of our past, shaping our future.
0: Mm-hmm. I was
1: founded on lead and zinc mines, which also makes me think at some point it's going to turn into sinkholes. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible for me to say that, but I just feel like I'm like, eh, heh, heh. Uh, Joplin had a share of notable people born there. Lo- um, poet Langston Hughes, actors, Dennis Weaver and Robert Cummings, golfer, Hale Irwin, serial killer, William Cook, Oh, crossover with my favorite murder.
0: <laughs> Look at me
1: thinking ahead. Ladies, I'm not going to close the door on that ever. Uh, broadcast journalist Lisa Myers, the single largest group of residents, identified themselves as of German ancestry, according, according oh. to the 2000 census. So a lot of, a lot of German uh, descendants there.
0: Interesting. Uh,
1: the Joplin Little Theater is the oldest continually operating community theater west of the Mississippi, according to the city's website. So very cool. All right. So around the time that the tornado occurred, so before the tornado, the National Weather Service Storm Prediction Center highlighted the Southwest of Missouri for potential for severe weather several days prior to the storm. It had also issued Mm -hmm. a tornado watch more than four hours in advance of the tornado touching down. Now, a lot of people don't take these things seriously, and a lot of people actually joke (coughs) um, on meteorologists about, you know, they don't really know what they're doing and they got job security because they could be wrong, you know. Mm -hmm. I get it, but to... The science is becoming much, much more efficient and yep. if they give you a tornado watch or a tornado warning please take heed don't it is look really important it's
0: really very because it's still really unpredictable you actually don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. i do like the meteorologist like weatherman weather woman weather person joke where uh the only job where you could lie every day and not get fired yeah or you could be wrong every day and not get fired right. but uh yeah no their job is incredible because it is a lot of having to make the best educated guess you can by patterns and what you've seen before and what you see now so yeah
1: and yes weather is you are correct unpredictable but we are advancing every single day so Mm -hmm. take heed when they say stuff
0: which is so awesome
1: uh, yes. Chief Meteorologist Doug Hetty from KOAM was not scheduled to work, but due to the extremely unstable air mass, he came in. I love that. There's an unstable mass in the air. I'm going to come into work. I don't care if you <laughs> say I'm off. I'm coming in. I have never heard anybody say that. It was a hot and humid day uh, that Sunday afternoon. A supercell thunderstorm tracked from extreme southeast Kansas into far southwest Missouri. Uh, at 3.58 p.m., Doug's first of many severe weather cut-ins. Um, for the next 90 minutes, several tornado warnings were issued and several funnel clouds were spotted as the system slowly tracks towards the uh, the east of Labette County and Cherokee County. Fortunately, none of the funnels cla- funnel clouds dropped. Okay? But again, tornadoes were being formed. So that was yeah. happening. Um, 5.11 p.m. initial three-minute siren alert sounded for Jasper County and Joplin. Five seventeen, the NWS Springfield, Missouri Weather Forecast Office issues a tornado warning with seventeen minutes of lead time for touchdown, and nineteen cool. minutes of lead time before a tornado entered Joplin. So, nineteen minutes doesn't seem like a lot of time. That's um, a
0: huge amount for a tornado, though. I think
1: it's I think it's a fantastic amount for a tornado because it, there never used to be warnings like this. Not that I can yeah. recall
0: well they um, already gave out the watch before so you're correct or that's a reason you should already, so you why should already be making
1: preparations like going to the exactly store station, making sure you have batteries and water you know like getting all that like stuff stay up your like down there your bathtub
0: see. with the mattress inside the bathroom yeah <laughs> or like you know knowing your spot clean out that closet if you need to right in there like if you have stuff like it's just i mean i would say watch.
1: yeah i would say get get in the car and get the f out of town but i don't mm-hmm. know if that's the best idea so
0: i don't think it always is unless yeah. You see the tornado, but even then they're so unpredictable. Right. And really running away from
1: them is very difficult.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, move fast. they move fast, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Uh let's see. So at 534, approximate initial rate uh, tornado touchdown is about half a mile southwest of JJ Highway and Newton Road, which is southwest of the Joplin City limits. At 536, mm-hmm. wall-to-wall coverage begins at KOAM and Fox 14 after they are confirmed reports of funnel clouds. Five forty-three PM. Trained weather spotters confirmed with Doug that a tornado was on the ground. Doug warns viewers that you can't see it coming because of the rain shield. This is a oh. rain-wrapped tornado, so that's one of the things that made it so much more dangerous. Um, I bet. I'm betting. I don't know that this is true, but I'm betting people are out on their porches, they're just like, oh, it's raining. It's crazy. The yeah. weather's nuts, and they're hearing a siren and they're like, but I don't see a tornado. And then, wham! You know, it comes out of nowhere, kind of like it did in the movie. Um, uh like a twister
0: mm-hmm. the movie
1: the movie theater scene-hmm uh, so the tornado wow. was moving across the area at about twenty miles per hour, giving Doug just enough time to warn those by uh watching by pinpointing where the tornado was on the radar. All right, so the tornado itself stayed on the ground for twenty two point one miles. That's a long way for a tornado to stay on the ground. I would say that seems far. It does. It does. I think it's, I think it's definitely one of longest. Um, Mm -hmm. it was three quarters of a mile wide at its widest. Wow. It was estimated to have lasted 38 minutes. Wow. Yep. (laughs) Scientists categorizes tornado as a unique and rare multi-vortex along with being rain wrapped and Mm -hmm. almost a mile wide, making it hard for anyone to see the tornado winds, uh, placed it at EF five. So, um, Yeah, it was it was pretty nuts. Um, She shares some eyewitness stories, but I'm going to go back to that. The aftermath um, of the the tornado, um, tortino. What the hell, Brett? I think I'm hungry. (laughs) They get a tortino's pizza rolls. Um, More than 7,500 residences were damaged or destroyed by the storm. Of those, more than half were completely destroyed by leaving 9,200 or 92,000. Sorry, no 9,200. Um, people displaced from their homes. Um, Aww. so I remember turning on the TV and looking at people and I was looking and seeing kind of what I've seen on movies where people are just walking through rubble. There's literally yeah. nothing left. Just leveled. Um, entire neighborhoods were wiped out in some areas, leaving nothing but debris. Affected five thousand employees and five hundred businesses. It generated more than three million cubic yards of debris. So it threw shit far and wide. Far and wow, Far The Joplin High School and St. John's Regional Medical Center were damaged, but only the only standing building uh, left in the area, um, and it had to be demolished at some point. Um, more than 15,000 vehicles, including vans, buses, and semis, were crushed beyond recognition or tossed up several blocks away, and some owners never found their vehicles. Can you imagine? I never found my vehicle. Oh, a storm happened, and my vehicle just went
0: away. <laughs> yeah. My vehicle's gone. I don't what? know where it is. What? It parked itself, kind of, but who knows? In a where? tree, somewhere Maybe. in another. Neighborhood.
1: <laughs> uh, the city itself damaged. Uh, uh, got two damage, uh, sustained damage to two fire stations, number two and number four. Um, mm-hmm. Both of those were completely destroyed. So you can imagine if that fire wasn't able to help, that's a big issue. Yeah, um, there was damage to half a dozen city parks, uh, to transportation infrastructure, including curbs, streets, sidewalks excuse me, signs, signals, uh, lights, no critical city, um, no critical city facility like city hall or police or all, all the fire departments are destroyed, which did help in the response and rebuilding. So, Mm -hmm. um, that was a plus, uh, the storm affected homes and businesses in both Jasper and Newton counties in Missouri, um, for the rebuilding, um, with the help of a dozen federal agencies. So FEMA of course, and then the housing and urban development group, um, they uh, used a development block program, grant program um, from donations all over the world that led to rebuilding and oh. repairing hundreds of homes and apartments, which was very nice. Yeah. Um, so I think it was great that it wasn't just. U S that I include in international donations. So that was pretty Mm -hmm. awesome. Um, by September, 2014, all of the, the destroyed elementary schools, as well as Joplin high school had been returned to permanent facilities. The mercy hospital Joplin was also rebuilt and reopened its doors on March, 2015 And in 2017, the Kansas City University of Medicine and Biosciences College of Osteopathic Medicine was also reopened. Um, Complete rebuilding of Joplin is expected to be completed this year. So it has taken them eight years to rebuild that city. Um, I want to say, like, why would you rebuild in a place where a path, you know, I'm always curious why people live in Tornado Alley. But, you know, it's kind of like you take your chances, you know, like here I am in the Bay Area. and. Yep. I don't know if there's going to be another big one, so who knows? Yeah. Um, less than 10% of over 500 bills, Bills. Blah, 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 blah. I've had one glass of wine, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, less than 10% of over 500 businesses that were destroyed or severely damaged decided not to rebuild. See? See what I mean? <laughs> uh, additional source for recovery facts is listed here. So, okay. Um, amazing facts related directly to Joplin. It actually sits outside, I know, right, of what's loosely defined as Tornado Alley. See, that's – Ah, uh, okay. So it's kind of outside of it, but it's like you're close enough, you know. <laughs> uh, the, this is the deadliest tornado in the modern area from or era, uh, era from 1950 onward. Uh-huh. Um, it was the most costly tornado in US history period hands down none, none has been worse than this yet uh this ranks as the seventh deadliest tornado in recorded history so oh, there wow. are seven tornadoes before that that did a lot more damage in terms of um deaths interesting uh, it, yeah i know i'm like who That's, was the first yeah i mean that kind of means it research yep. um it was the second f5 or ef5 tornado in missouri since 1950
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the tornado affected a third of the city in terms of square footage and area. So that's quite a lot. Yeah. Um, they were missing manhole covers and pavement was scoured out in places. Oops. That's indicative of the 200 mile an hour winds. Yeah. Um, and she also listed some pretty awesome tornado facts, which I'll go into in just a second. Cause I wanted to go to a couple of these, um, I stories. Mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'm loving it. All right. <laughs> it's horrible. I'm a McDonald's commercial now. Joplin, Missouri survivor, tornado, just one big wall. Man rides out deadly twister, clutching bathroom sinks, pipes. Oh, wow. Reminds me of Twister again. Okay. Rance Junge, Junge, gun, Junge, Junge, <laughs> had the surprise of his life. When he opened the back door of his pronto pharmacy in Joplin, Missouri, Sunday evening, exposing a scene from another world, it was just one big wall. He said, if a nearly mile wide tornado, you couldn't see a funnel. It was just so massive. This is wow. what I'm envisioning a mile. It's a mile. If you can imagine something that's three quarters to a mile wide, like that is a, an expanse. So he's right. Yeah. a of survival is just one of many beginning to emerge after the twister cut a six mile wide path through Joplin on Sunday. Uh, Blah blah blah. It wasn't even that bad out here. He said of the sky before the twister showed up at his door. It wasn't that dark or anything. It really didn't seem that threatening. Although sirens began sounding. Judge said that he didn't check outside again until the store's computer started flickering on and off. As one Mm -hmm. woman in the pharmacy hunkered down by a toilet in the bathroom, he slid under the sink and held onto the pipes. He said he was hit by a two by four because he wouldn't let go of the pipes to protect his head. Holy cow. Wow. I was just hoping the bathroom walls would hold and they didn't. The first wall of the tornado took out most of the building, but we made it. The toilet held.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: the one time um, you want to be holding on to a toilet. Uh-huh. Exactly. Usually it's after a few too many
1: drinks, but not this uh-huh. time. All right. Exactly. Uh, let's see. At one point, let's see. So this is another, this is another group. This is a mother Huddling in the tub with her nine-year-old son and her puppy and her boyfriend. Oh, puppy!
0: Aw.
1: have the puppy minute. Um, Gonzalez said at the last minute she got her son to put on his bicycle helmet because she heard it would protect a child during a hurricane.
0: Smart.
1: At one point, the toilet flew up out of the ground and hit my son in the head and me in the back, and the bicycle helmet <gasps> saved his life. Wow. When it appeared that they were in the eye of the storm, Gonzalez said the three ran from the bathtub and jumped into a ditch. She said that today that she's a little sore, but okay. Her boyfriend's undergoing surgery. They didn't mention anything about the puppy. That scares me. I (laughs) think the puppy's fine.
0: Puppy survived. I'm
1: going to believe the puppy lived. Okay. Yep. Dr. Ronald Smelling looked out a window and saw the tornado coming. I went over to the window. The clouds were black. Everything was blowing. The wind was blowing. The trees were blowing. Then I saw things fall out of the sky like a rooftop fell out of the sky. Holy shit. He said, I could feel the tornado suction in his lungs, almost like a drop in barometric pressure. If nope. you dive 30 feet in water, your ears are hurting. I really thought I may die and that this may be my time. After it lasted 90 seconds, we heard the hail. He said, after the twister left, the hospital looked like an atomic bomb detonated. Every single floor was completely destroyed and all of the <coughs> windows were blown out. We have no hospital right now. Being there was beautiful. 100-year-old oak trees in an established neighborhood. As far as I could see to the west and as far as I could see to the east, at least a mile wide, there was nothing but dirt, mangled trees, cars, and fire trucks began to roll in. Wow. Craziness, right?
0: Wow. And it's like
1: it just was so sudden for people, you know? Yeah. It was just insane. All right. So so my my last little bit here out of her stuff would be amazing tornado fact. So I think this is actually really interesting. So tornadoes do not avoid major cities or downtown areas. It will amaze you how widespread folklore goes. Mm. (laughs) That is true. Um, And while a lot of people are like, I don't know, it doesn't hit a downtown. It's too established. I'm like, what are you talking about? Tornadoes go everywhere. Yeah, yeah, there's. that's not what affects it. No, not enough. Uh, Damage path of tornadoes can be in excess of one mile wide and 50 miles long. And again, this one was 22.1 and three quarters of a mile wide. Tornado may appear nearly transparent until dust and debris are picked up or cloud forms within the funnel. I didn't know that. I think that's wow. crazy. I can't even imagine an invisible tornado. <laughs> yeah. No, they most likely occur between 3 p.m. and 9 p.m., but can occur at any time. Um, I think that's because that's where the humidity um, factor plays in. A lot of weather happens at that time, has something to do with the sun, has something to do with the um, development of weather because of humidity. And I think it has something to do with barometric pressure. So that's usually why those times are affected. Mm -hmm. About 1,200 tornadoes hit the United States each year. Uh, They have been uh, observed in all 50 states. So there has been at least one tornado in all 50 states. Tornadoes can wow. be on the ground from anywhere from between a brief moment to several hours. The average time on the ground is about five minutes. The deadliest ah single tornado was the Tri-State Tornado, which hit Missouri, Illinois, and Indiana in March 18, 1925. It killed 695 <sighs> people. There it is. That's on my note. That's on my list.
0: That's fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. Nutty, y'all.
1: 1925 is the deadliest tornado year on record in the United States with 794 people killed by twisters. Whoa. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I apparently, we need to do like a year of tornado right? episode or something. Exactly. One year of tornadoes.
1: Since 1875, only six other years have been seen more than 500 tornado related deaths 1896, 1917, 1925, 1927, 1936, and 2011. The one that I did. Uh, The biggest tornado outbreak of the modern era was April 27th through 28th, the 2011 outbreak, which I did already. Thank you very much, Mm -hmm. gentlemen. You heard it earlier. Uh, According to definitions used by the Storm Prediction Center, the outbreak saw 59 EF zeros, 65 EF 1s, 20 EF 2s, 16 EF 3s, 11 EF 4s, and 4 EF 5s for a total of 175 tornadoes in a single 24-hour period. Wow. Okay was 175. I don't know where I got 283. I think 283 was, Um, that's a 24-hour period. I think the 283 number I'm getting from the t- the two days.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's why I feel like, because I feel like at one point it's like two-thirds of to- the tornadoes happened in one day.
1: Yeah, exactly. All right. All right.
0: So, <laughs> okay.
1: 1974 super outbreak still retains the record for the most fives, F5s uh, in a single day, there was seven. I'll have to put that one on my list too. (laughs) I love tornadoes. Okay. Mm -hmm. The widest tornado on record was an EF5 that struck near El Paso, or I'm sorry, El Reno, Oklahoma on May 31st, 2013. At its peak, the tornado had a width of 2.6 miles. (laughs) Whoa. I'm glad we have this on recording. When you do the editing, you have to go back and take a picture of your face after I told you that. That's just like, you just looked at you. I know that you're doing some, some crafting as I do this. And I just,
0: you just looked up and was like, <laughs> oh I'm my God, mad. every time there's a large number, like a large measurement, like trying to fathom that measurement, just <laughs> it, huh? yeah. enough, that's like the closest Chinese restaurant for me. Like how that's the distance to my work. Wow. That's the distance to my work. That is
1: insane. That is so insane. Uh, no one knows the strongest tornado on record is, uh, according to SPC, because the ground level wind speeds have never been measured in the strongest tornadoes. Because guess what? Oh. People die. Hello. Oh. Um, Got it. In the movie Twister, they developed that little thing called Dorothy. Mm-hmm. And so they had those little balls that would get swept up into the funnel, um ideally, it would record wind speeds from the point of takeoff, and that was like the whole development and I don't know if they're coming up with something like this or what, but basically everything when you get into two hundred mile an hour wind speeds everything's destroyed, yeah, so how are you going to get something there that quick when you don't know a path that's so erratic so it's it's a really hard thing to, for people to get um Oklahoma City is the um is the city that has been hit by the most torti- uh, tornadoes based on existing records of over 100 times. And that always freaks me out because my sister's 30 minutes north of there in Guthrie.
0: I hate that she lives there.
1: Uh, so tornadoes. I'm just
0: not ever gonna move there, is what I'm thinking. No.
1: Uh, tornadoes <clears throat> in the northern hemisphere tend to spin counterclockwise. Some spin clockwise. What? So that's like in like the northern or the southern hemisphere, they say the water, the water when you flush the toilet, goes counterclockwise. The other way? Yeah. Is in the opposite direction for tornadoes. That's creepy.
0: I wonder why. I
1: can't imagine. Well, it's the weather pattern. So if you look at the way the weather patterns go and the, mm-hmm. the wind flow. Um, so if you watch like a radar and you could see like little curls developing, some of them develop counterclockwise and others develop clockwise.
0: Yeah. But it's interesting
1: that it's only in the northern hemisphere. Well, like, is it with the rotation? Or? It has to do with yeah, the rotation. I, yeah.
0: Okay. That's and my like thought. The- the angle—that's my assumption. Yeah, yeah. Like something to do with the rotation. Gosh, weird. you know those who follow
1: us that are weather people, please let us know because I'd yeah. like to know more about that.
0: Uh, before 1950,
1: right? Uh, before 1950, the Weather Bureau, the, pre- the precursor to the National Weather Service, the NWS, ah. um, at times banned or discouraged the word tornado in forecasts for fear of causing a panic. Oh I'm my sorry. gosh. You're idiots. You're the reason people died. Thanks so much.
0: <laughs> we need to know these
1: things. Hello. Um, my personal tra- storm chasing. Okay, that's hers. Okay, so that's her personal oh. storm chasing experience. I'm not going to read that because that's her, th- her thing. But um, she put a bunch of webpage links on here, so I'm going to list her sources. We've got, of course, the Wikipedia on the Joplin tornado, the Fujita scale, the enhanced Fujita scale, 11 facts about tornadoes from do something.org. Uh, then we of course have amazing tornado facts from google.com Wikipedia mm-hmm. on the wall cloud information, tornado facts.net Google.com on the Joplin, Missouri tornado things, Joplin, uh, google.com as well from the Missouri timeline, uh, for May 22nd and www2020 accessonlinecom Um, this person Michelle, you're amazing. The data was so well thought out, and lots okay. of great little tidbits and facts. And I'm definitely going to allude to this when I start creating my research from here to forward. Because you're amazing, and that was fun.
0: Eee. So good, yeah.
1: Wow. Well, Joplin, nice, babes.
0: I I like that too because you're talking about how you've already done the outbreak, but this is so like such so specific. You Correct. know, like uh. So I like that that it's not exactly doing the same one over again i'm doing a specific tornado within that outbreak exactly and there's so much other information with that specific tornado like i learned so much stuff from that that's incredible yeah yeah good stuff thank you michelle again for these Mm -hmm. stories Mm -hmm. holy crap it's so nice that you're able to go through the joplin because like we're saying you did the outbreak but focusing on that one that multiple like what 30 something hours you were saying that it went on for uh
1: i think it was it was a mileage thing but but it went on for quite some
0: time yeah that was maybe 38 minutes okay yeah 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 yeah. 38 minutes why did i say hours i i think i had stuck in my head like in a. god help everyone involved
1: in that holy crap
0: (laughs) yeah all right so the story that i chose for michelle is love canal um Mm. She again narrated kind <clears> of <throat> and wrote this all up for me in a kind of script form. So I'm going to try to read off the script form. I Ooh. read over it really quickly before just have a general idea of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has even titled it Love Canal, a Small Town Tragedy. Oh my god, bless her heart! Beautiful, I'll I show love you it. the best. <laughs> you really are. You're fucking you really are. So Early history of the Love Canal is in 1890, William T. Love wanted to make a man-made canal to link the Niagara. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) You're going to screw that one up.
0: There we go. Niagara Niagara River. Think of it like Viagra. I wanted to say Nicaragua. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I'm not going to try it. I was going to try to say something else that my mouth won't do. Let's just let Uh, that one alone. (laughs) to the niagara river to the lake ontario to generate dc electricity as the water fell over the side of the canal in his mind's eye he wanted to harness the power of the water to convert to hydropower for a city called model city next to the river his dream came to an abrupt end with only three thousand feet excavated due to the depression a law that congress passed barring any water from being pulled from the niagara river and even tesla who created ac power which could travel much further distances than dc power so there was no need for cities to have to be so near to their power sources interesting yeah so they build a canal eh, for that and then it gets defunded
1: bastards
0: act one done <laughs> act two The canal became a local summer swimming hole in the 1910s and 20s after it refilled with water. Nice. It was used as a dump site for garbage until 1942 when Herker (laughs) Chemical Company, fitting name, acquired permission to dump industrial waste in the canal, Uh uh, which was, as we were saying, like this canal was 3,000 feet long and it was about 80 to 100 feet wide and as deep as 20 feet. Oh, filled with um, industrial
1: waste? That's gross.
0: Yeah, they start filling it for uh, 11 years, from 1942 to 1953. Good and God. we all know what an awful idea that is because that shit yep. seeps and moves, too. Nasty.
1: It's nasty.
0: It is. Once it was full <clears> with <throat> over 20 tons of chemical waste, they had no more use for it and covered it with clay and grass. Kids would play on it and would get rashes on the bottom of their feet. Uh, Hooker Chemical uh, <laughs> sold it for $1 one dollars, one dollars,
1: so,
0: one dollar, one dollar. Uh, sold it for one dollar, but did include warnings of the contents of the canal and a stipulation that they could not be sued for anything that happened after the sale to the local school board. <sighs> oh, oh my fucking Lord. god! The that's school awful. wanted. I know it because it's a fucking school. Like oh
1: oh, guess what? You can't sue us now
0: because you agreed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, that's <laughs> awful. It's fucked up, is what it is for sure. It's totally awful. Uh, The school wanted to create a sprawling Mm -hmm. residential area and began to sell lots for homes and build schools and roads, so it was creating like a community Mm
1: -hmm.
0: on this very, very cheap land of one dollar (laughs) hair. So, Louis or Louise Gibbs uh, is a it's a story about their son. A fear. A few years after moving to the area, Louise Gibbs' son, Michael, got sick with asthma, urinary tract issues, which mm. he had two surgeries for, liver problems, immune system issues, and more. She was frustrated and didn't know what was happening as her son was very healthy until they moved to the area. She read an article in her local newspaper about chemicals that were dumped three blocks from her home in the years past. She wondered if this was a link to her son's issues. She started to talk to her neighbors, but many wanted nothing to do with organizing anything for fear of driving their property values down and some were even threatening her. Oh. Yep. People That's get mean. real gnarly about that property what is uh, wrong value. wrong Right? It's like, dude, your kid's sick. Come on. like Her yeah. kid's sick have some empathy. She was able to organize a small group of neighbors who started asking questions about what was going on with the health of people in the area. This small group quickly bloomed to many of surrounding neighbors after 1970 where a blizzard and higher than average snowfall led to the melting water filling the canal under the clay, forcing the chemicals to the top of people's basements and yards. Uh. Grass and trees were dying. Some pumps were clogged with black tar like goo Strong oh, oh, yeah, so fun. Mm. Uh, strong chemical smells were in the basement. Chemical puddles were in the yards. And in some cases, Ugh. the actual barrels were forced up out of the ground.
1: <laughs> wow. Like,
0: just try to imagine like a metal barrel popping up out of the ground from fucking snow melting of gnarly chemicals. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like a cartoon, right?
1: Oh, my God.
0: Uh, Teachers refused to let kids play in the grass of the school because of the burns to their feet. Kids would pick up rocks and they nicknamed hot rocks and would throw them against buildings where they would pop and explode. A public health scare would ensue.
1: Of course. Of course.
0: Health scare. Yes. Don't say
1: anything. Don't say anything because it's like saying tornado. You don't scare people.
0: Oh, yeah. You got to keep it on the DL. Keep it on the DL.
1: 100%.
0: Of course. I always want to be like, is it DL or LD? It's DL. It's mm. like downloading down low. Down
1: low. Keep it on the down low, yo.
0: But low down would, well, no, you say I want the low down, right? Is that a thing? Yeah,
1: that to give you the low down is like, that's like the news, the gossip, whatever. The
0: 411. But
1: then you want to keep it on the down low because you don't want mm. anybody to know about it. So, yeah. So that's
0: when you want the low, down, down, low or yes. the download, low, down. Yeah. I think they N- might mean Non downloaded. <laughs> not, not down.
1: Not a down low. Low down.
0: <laughs> I like that idea. Um, after the battle of Love Canal was winding down, she became an activist and the public face of battling against toxic waste sites. On a personal note, this is from Michelle's uh, words here. I read her book when I was in middle school and can still quote things I remember reading from it in A very close to heart reason she helped battle a company called Ohio Technology in the late '80s, early '90s from a building toxic waste incubator incinerator in Nava, Ohio. I almost said incubator. I was like, "That's you did." Not the word. I was like, "Incubator." Uh, This fight helped keep my family in our home, which was owned by Ohio Technology in the farming community we lived in. Ultimately, it was an underground river that was found running through the farming area that fed water up to Cleveland that brought an end to the battle. Once it was found, the toxic water incinerator idea was abandoned as they did not want to fight with a large city. And Ohio Technology (laughs) sold the (laughs) land through a private buyer. Ironically, it was the private buyer that made us move out of the home we rented for seven years on that location. Dang. Uh, wow, that's fucking early. Yeah. Thank you for that story also Michelle. I hope yes. I gave it justice in my narrator someone else saying it voice. Narrator. Narrator. So, Narrow-rater. let's talk about them chemicals. Ultimately, over 400 chemicals were identified that were dumped in this canal and 11 are known to cause cancer. Okay, wait, 400? 400 chemicals. I, I what? <laughs> Like and when we're saying chemicals here, obviously because everything's chemicals, we're referring to toxic waste chemicals dumped into this canal. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm. You keep combining stuff, I guess. Yeah, Uh, I guess you can like consider
1: compounds and stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So some of the most deadly chemicals on earth were identified within the canal. So we had dioxin, which is found in herbicides, uh can cause things as dark of with skin to cancer and is highly toxic. Um thinking about the Ukrainian presidential candidate Victor I feel like she's fucking with me because I did that Russian thing, the meter, right? <laughs> Victor No. Uh, was poisoned deliberately with the oxen, uh, which made national news in 2004. And he suffered years of treatment and ill effects, as well as the figment of his Wow.
1: Mates. Oh, shit.
0: I actually did not know about that till now. Uh, Me either. Holy shit. Arsenic, uh, which is used as a wood preservative and insecticides, which I always think of arsenic Mm. old lace. when I hear that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Benazine, which is found in crude oil and is a major part of gasoline. It's used to make plastics, resins, synthetic fibers, rubber, lubricants, dyes, detergents, drugs, and pesticides. Mm -hmm. (gasps) And this could be found in the area around Houston after Hurricane Harvey flooded uh, and the area caused hundreds to become ill. And I think that's like um, oil shit. Breaking because yeah. like during a lot of those hurricanes there's so many oil rigs out in the ocean that they get oh, for sure fucked up by the hurricanes yeah we're pretty
1: much killing the planet again on a ticking oh, time bomb yep
0: yeah. yep please avoid that plastic people Wait, uh, you know
1: what just enjoy your time here because you don't have yeah. long
0: <laughs> <laughs> we might be too late we're pretty uh, much too late i'm going Yeah, that's what that it feels like yeah uh Chloroform, which is a uh, colorless liquid used as a solvent and is used in making dyes, drugs, and pesticides. Yeah. Isn't that the I, stuff they used to put over your mouth? Yeah. That's mm. when you embroider a towel that says, does this smell like chloroform? Mm-hmm. Because when you smell it, they, they it makes them faint.
1: Knock your ass out. Uh,
0: yeah. And then toluene, 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 toyan. a word. i think my favorite thing about working with brie
1: on a consistent basis is watching her work her way through a word (laughs) it's like my favorite thing to not just watch but like listen to it's it's because
0: you're actually gonna see me do the weird head movements as i (laughs) do it (laughs) uh that's used as a solvent and presents in paint thinners nail polish remover glues and correction fluid Mm -hmm. so the effects of these uh, chemicals are birth defects, cancer, stillborns, chromosomal ab- abnormalities. Oh my god, abnormalities, abnormalities,
1: ab- abnormal abnormalities.
0: There it is. Amor, yeah, that <laughs> uh, genetic defects, acne, boils, asthma, kidney disorders, liver disorders, and so much more. Oh my
1: god, it's like a
0: package. Surprise. It's a package Yeah, it deal. really is. It's like. And you could be one person who has like all these things, like that. Um, Michael, the son, who you could be lucky and have them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think of a card set. Collect them oh, all. Oh, so so <laughs> frustrating, so fucked up. Yeah. <gasps> Gotta catch them all. Diseases, chemicals, illnesses. Oh.
1: Oh my God. I there's like, times like these that I think it would be actually kind of like interesting to be an epidemiologist. Cause I'm like, what would, would I be that one person to be like, you know what? I've been sick with everything else. Let's try this and see how I do. Cause I've heard of epidemiologists injecting themselves or like doing the, I heard, mm-hmm. I don't remember where I heard this, but last week I heard a story about a guy who wanted to get sick. So he licked the bottom of his shoe. I was like, oh. yeah. like he was trying to catch a parasite so he could lose weight.
0: Oh, that's disgusting! Yeah, Just buy I one off the internet. Now. I don't know
1: if it was true. Oh. Buy one. Who knows? <laughs> Where do I get a tapeworm?
0: <laughs> I think that's. A, I feel like you can go somewhere and buy them because I don't know. I'm sure there is. I feel oh like hell that's no, like that's fucked up. Secret. I heard they crawl out of your butt at night. Oh, that's gross. I mean, to kill no. them, I think you take a pill and then you poop it out. Oh yeah, no. That's why you don't drink the milk it, or drink the milk. That's why you don't drink the water in Mexico. I
1: would never drink milk in Mexico. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the milk might be cleaner than the water.
1: That is also true. Yes.
0: So the Love the Love Canal Homeowners Association that was in the area that had suffered ill health effects rightfully were very angry with the government's sluggish response. At one meeting, which a large amount of homeowners become highly frustrated. Mm at which there were two government officials held the men for five hours in a standoff where they said since they are forced to stay and live in the area, that the government officials would also be forced to stay. (laughs) Even though (laughs) this standoff only lasted five hours, it made the point. Wow. Yeah, like talk about... I'm curious how they held them hostage. (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) Excuse me, that's amazing.
0: Yeah, shortly after the meeting the original zone for evacuation was expanded they had won there were many reasons for this during the time such as jimmy carter was running for re-election and this news was making national news Mm. jimmy carter did claim love canal as a disaster area and then a state emergency was issued two years later closer to his re-election run people of the love canal were all over national news as well as popular shows like donahue
1: donahue oh my god i remember donahue
0: i don't remember donahue
1: Donahue he was like the guy with the white hair. he was like sort of an, an original um he had a lot of characters, so he kind of reminded me of like uh, uh Maury meets uh, uh, what the hell is his name? I want to say Jose it's not Geraldo
0: okay, so got it. yeah
1: Donahue was early uh he was always uh fighting for airtime with Sally Jesse okay,
0: yeah. I remember Sally Jesse I remember Jerry Springer I remember yeah. I feel like Donahue was ones. slightly earlier. Okay, it might be too with this time frame. Yeah, that might make more sense. Yeah, with Carter
1: coming in. Yeah, yeah, that makes. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, he was good old Jimmy. Over. I love that Jimmy. Good so, old Jimmy. Oh man, the aftermath uh, was since the canal had too many chemicals in a location to move, it was capped with clay and fenced off. A drainage system was installed, and monitor stations went up. The twenty tons of chemicals still remain locked in the ground. Ooh. Um, the, yeah, that does not make me comfortable at all. Hmm.
1: I mean, you know, I don't, I can't tell you for how long people have been burying nuclear waste. So
0: I know that but, uh, got a
1: half-life of like 20,000 years or some shit, you know, like, yeah. so, um, I might actually do an episode on this, but, but I don't know, it's, it's not complete. So I'm not sure what the end, the end point would be, but uh-huh. I did do research when I was in college on the Yucca mountain project. Do you know about that? Uh-huh. Uh-uh. where it's the nuclear repository that they were going to be building in Las Vegas or just outside of Las Vegas.
0: Uh-huh. And so
1: you had the whole town was like a bunch of NIMBYs, like not in my backyard, you know? So yeah, but the worst part was that they, they took native American land to do so. So they used, um, and domain of course, and been like, Oh, this land is ours. And you know, here's, $10,000 and go find a new home and whatever Classic so anyway, white
0: people move. Yeah.
1: Right. So I did a big research product on that because part of the, the nations that were affected was the hollow So I did some research on it years mm. later. My dad used to work for the government during this time. And, um, so at that time I was very, very upset and I, and then there was a furlough. So everybody who was on the project got like, they basically just got paid to sit and do nothing. So I remember oh. talking with my dad being pissed. Cause he was like, playing golf and getting paid. I'm like, I hate you right now. I hate the government. <laughs> uh, but anyway, they stopped the project because Harry Reid wanted more votes and he was only going to get them if the people knew that they were stopping the project. So Obama said, Hey, we'll stop the project. Here's your votes. You know, yada, 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 how to shake hands and blah, 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 and get me an office and get me an office and so on. So that happened. So yeah. the project was stopped, but I remember people being scared to death about it because what they were planning was people were like, well, how are you going to get the nuclear waste there? Because a lot of the reactors are on the East coast. So they would have yeah. to ship them
0: via train
1: and you know, just how safe that is. Yeah. So yeah, it was fitting, pretty frightening the, to hear about it.
0: I would say that's very fitting comment to make since uh, Michelle gave us this information.
1: <laughs> right. Right. So yeah, very, it's, it's pretty fascinating when you kind of really get into the nitty gritty of it. So yeah. Crazy.
0: Dang. I mean, you could still, I want to do an episode on Flint, so it makes sense to. Yeah, for sure. And that's not resolved yet, so. Yep. I think that'd be interesting. Yeah. It's a different kind of. It's like Unresolved kind of mysteries. <laughs> yeah. And this is like, a, this is a man-made disaster, but it's not like one of our typical disasters. Like, it's True. not one of my typical reza- disasters, which is yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Um, One good thing that came mm. out of this is the mm. EPA established, oh, I heard that. The EPA established the Superfund due to this event, and over 400 toxic waste sites have since been cleaned up after Love Canal. So the Superfund is responsible for cleaning up some of the nation's most contaminated land. I didn't know that. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't know it either, and so I looked up what Superfund was uh, on the EPA site. The area was rehabbed, and so were the homes that were left behind by the people that evacuated the area. They were sold below market value and all found a buyer. Oh, wow. And it continued news. In 2011, a city crew repairing a sewer line half a mile from the canal found a pocket of toxic chemicals. It was <laughs> believed to have been left over from the original cleanup and was not dangerous to surrounding residents, according to a report. Six families have since filed suit. It's not
1: dangerous. I love how they say that. This isn't dangerous. Everything's fine. I love oh, how fine. the government pre- pretends that everything is A-OK. Yeah, I Everything's agree. OK. It's, You're it's fine. Like, yeah, it's all good. Don't worry about it. Oh, that's probably just a cold... That rash, yep. you know, it's just kids, eczema, you know, it's like... They're all, allergic no. t- to grass. Yeah, no, no, they're not. This is chemicals. This is bad shit, you know?
0: It is very bad shit. Mm. So I'm really appreciated, appreciative of that. Um, Oh, so her resources were a couple videos called, one was the Love Canal Disaster, Toxic Waste in the Neighborhood. Nice. Another one was called Love Canal. Both of them could be found on YouTube. She uh, did use Google for various searches on chemicals and their effects and other diseases. Mm. Uh, And then she had this cute note. Let's hope the government isn't monitoring my traffic. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Wikipedia, of course, and also use the book, uh, the one that she mentioned when she put in her personal experience in there called Love Canal, the birth of the environmental health movement by Louise Gibbs, which is the mother who um, was the first to start advocating or making a, a fuss about it, essentially. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. That's the Love Canal disaster. Wow. Is, can I, can I clap? Yeah. I think beautiful. we should clap for Michelle. Like <laughs> everybody, I hope you're clapping, but keep your hands on the wheel if needed.
1: Yes. Uh, that was amazing, Michelle. Thank you so much for sharing that stuff. That was awesome. It's, it really It's was. nice to do like deep dives. And I know that at some point you and I will get uh, better at our uh, research in terms of like finding something that we're really super stoked about and doing deep dives on it. Um, agree so that's always so fun and i really appreciate the fact that um during the holiday time <laughs> this came yeah. so uh appropriately because it was like perfect timing
0: <laughs> uh yeah we want to thank michelle and we want to give you all the information to listen to the, uh, the lovely podcast she co-hosts so it's hosted by michelle and co-hosts are andy and mel and they take you through a ride through history, a weekly podcast featuring transportation disasters. You can uh, find them on your podcast listening device at the cornfield meat. They are also on Twitter at cornfield meat and on Instagram at the cornfield meat. We also follow them on all those uh, things. So you can find them through our channels. Yeah. Uh, we are big on spreading that disaster love. Yes. And then, in- I mean, us, of course. Hello, if you want to give us any like rating and review, we would say thank you. Hello. We haven't had any new reviews in two months, so we would love to hear some. We would timers. love some.
1: We would love Great. some.
0: Um, and please. Love to, please, please, please share. Uh, I've been if you find in Portland if you're in Portland, you might find one of my slips of papers in the free libraries. I've been slipping little promos into the books here and there. Yeah, yeah, I have to do that. You can also hang out with us on the interwebs, and we are on all your podcast listening devices and Literally apps. all of them, yeah. I think all of them, yeah. At least 99.9% of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sounds Anchor, good. Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, we love you all. Stitcher.
0: Thank you. Stitcher. Uh-huh. Share it. There's a lot. I know there's a huge list. Share, it Sharon. Share, share it, Sharon.
1: share it. Sharon.
0: Come on, Sharon. Sharon. Share it away. Uh, Sharon and we Karen, are share it. We are particularly dangerous situations, we're saying, And you can email us if you feel like it, get a little old school, new school with us. And that's pdangeroussituation at gmail.com. We would love to hear some personal stories about disasters that you've been a part of. Or if you have any recommendations, you can email us. Or you can hit us up on the social medias. So we have the Instagram at pds pdspodcasts. That is it, right? Yeah. at PBS podcast, <laughs> And you can also hit us on the Twitter also at PDS podcast. We would love to hear from you. We are trying to be more active. We're working on it. We've been really busy. Recently. Well, yeah,
1: we'll get there. I think once the holidays yeah. are done, we'll be a lot better space. I'll have a more Agreed. consistent schedule. You'll know your schedule. We can definitely sync yeah. up a little bit better. So yeah, for yeah. sure. And I already feel like my health is improving for the Yay. year.
0: I went for a two mile run, baby. <gasps> get it girl i'm right? so proud that's yeah, took so the nice little monkey
1: with me she did great
0: oh good job yeah. monkey yeah. i need to maybe just go to the doctor because i woke up with a sore throat still oh girl uh, I get a, a handle weekend. on it get a handle yeah, on it like i said it's not awful but i'm gonna go mm-hmm. i think this weekend just to get a checkup and get any tests to make sure i don't have i mean the new year's is coming
1: because you yeah. know you know you're gonna drink you know you're gonna drink mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I'm hosting a party at my house actually. Oh. Yeah,
1: we to play Egyptian Rat Screw. I miss you. I miss oh, you Oh, I,
0: miss I game. wish <laughs> maybe. So, now people cuz this will be coming out right before New Year's which is funny. So, if anyone listens to our podcast, they'll know the secret yeah. that we are doing a murder mystery kind of thing. Not full murder mystery, but we're Ooh! doing the Luke murder. So, I have a little paper that's like, "Hey, there's a murder in the house. If you have the ace of spades, you're the murderer." oh you wink at people to kill them if you're not the murderer you have to try to guess who the murderer is if you guess and <laughs> you're wrong you get killed and what happens when you get winked at you have to wait 10 seconds and then die dramatically that's so, amazing just that a fun amazing. little party game and it's a hollywood glam is our theme because i just wanted a reason to dress up and do my hair really that's all it is was like I just yeah to- yeah you're good at um, that though oh, thanks. That's, that's your jam I love it. I buy a whole bunch of decorations and I have the invites, and there's going to be kids there. And that's another reason people like it's hard to go out because so many people have kids right now. Oh, yeah.
1: Fun. The little littles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So just come over. It's fine. We'll figure it out. We have games. Uh-huh. We have Cards Against Humanity. And kids always bring their own toys. So, of course. It'll be fine. Of course. Give so, yeah. them
1: a tablet or phone, honey.
0: They're good to go. Exactly. Most of them usually have one with them already. So right? it's pretty easy. <laughs> uh, yeah. For so we want to thank you. Thank you, guys. Oh, we love you
1: keep listening please do I, I promise we're gonna get better about our episode recording
0: love you yeah we're, and we come <laughs> out every weekend is what i say now until every, we have weekend. An actual day every, every weekend day every weekend yep so bye people <gasps> bye